What's going on? Will Freeman, RevolutionaryLifestyleDesign.com, talking to you today about how to become an expat entrepreneur. What that means is it's not a digital nomad, okay? You guys know what I think about digital nomads. I think it's basically a homeless vagrant in desperate need of a shower. I'm saying this as someone who lives in the capital city of digital nomads, Chiang Mai. You don't want to aspire to be that, okay? Expat entrepreneurs and something to aspire to. It's just a term I use to describe certain actions that, in my experience, have the potential to make you happier. And happiness is what you should aspire to. Okay, that's what all this stuff is for, all these actions are for. It's not another identity to take on. It is a definition of uh, strategies to make yourself happier. Okay, the benefits to becoming are an expat entrepreneur are many. Okay, and I'm speaking from personal experience, speaking to you in Thailand right now. I own two businesses, as well as a full schedule of coaching clients. And my life has benefited massively and drastically as opposed to being in Canada in the middle of winter in a job I hate. Okay, so there's 15 benefits that I've experienced um, from being an expat entrepreneur, number one, you can lower to eliminate your taxes depending on your structure. Number two, you can geo-arbitrage your income from a strong amount of income and currency into a much cheaper country and currency. Number three, geo-arbitrage your sexual market value, which, let's be real, guys, is important. Number four, better weather. Number five, better lifestyle. Not every country, but a lot of countries like Southeast Asia are just a lot more fun than miserable, cold, unfriendly Canada. Better investment opportunities. Um, land is going to appreciate a lot faster in Cambodia than Canada. Uh, better business opportunities. Customer service in Southeast Asia. A lot of these develop developing countries is not great. Um, if you're able to jump through all the hoops to actually get set up, you can crush the competition. My friend has a two service businesses now in Pattaya, Thailand, and uh, is doing well. His customer service is incredible and everyone else is terrible. And I mean that it's terrible. There are tremendous opportunities in service businesses in developing countries if you have the patience to jump through all the hoops um, and the patience to manage people who maybe haven't been raised to, I shouldn't say everyone, um, you know, do things at perhaps a standard that you're used to or above and beyond. Number seven, number eight, better bank accounts. Okay. Um, top, top safest bank accounts in the world. You can see the link in the, uh, information below. America doesn't start till like 50. Okay. And the top hundred safest banks, none of them are the big American banks. They're like agri banks. Um, safest banks in the world are Germany, Switzerland, Hong Kong, Singapore, Australia, a couple Canada, um, and you got to leave to go get those. Okay. You're not going to be able to open those remotely. If you can open a bank remotely, it's not a safe bank. Better interest rates. Okay. 4% and up very much a, you know, possibility in Malaysia in Georgia, that's not just in the local currency. That's in U.S. dollars. You can get that um, because they actually want your money as opposed to the banks back home that don't really care. Uh, 
multiple passports, okay, because the world's unstable. You know, you don't know what's going to happen next. I'll probably never get another passport, but, um, you know, depending on where you come from, it's it could be a good idea, uh, especially this applies if you're a U.S. citizen because you're taxed regardless where you live. If you're Canadian like me, you're Australian or New Zealand or any of these countries, you don't have to renounce citizenship to um, no longer pay taxes. You know, you just have to be able to prove that you're a non-resident of your home country. But if you're American, you do. Um, and, you know, if you're making $100,000, $500,000 a year, okay, that, that citizenship is costing you millions of dollars a decade, not to mention the fact that you could be reinvesting that money and compounding that interest. Number 11, travel. Uh, personally, I hate traveling. I'm traveling to Pattaya and the Philippines, I'm not looking forward to it at all. But I love living in new places and uh, having a location independent business allows that plan is uh, Philippines is the new destination spot. I'll let you boys know how it is. Um, but uh, I do know that the visa situation there is a lot easier than where I'm at now. Number 12, better treatment. Okay, my friend uh, Andrew Henderson says go where you're treated best and he is correct. You want to go to a country you know, where you're treated well, if you're not being treated well where you're at, um, you know, based on economics or race or, you know, nationality or all kinds of divisions that, that are going on, um, or just customer service in your country or whatever that may be, visa situation, ability to make money, taxes, um, you know, if you travel, you find somewhere you like where you're treated best, to me, that's, that's where... Home is where, where the heart is, you know, where you're treated best. It's not the country that you were, you were just randomly born into, okay? Number 13, safety, avoiding political or economic, political slash economic potential or current unrest. Okay, don't think it can't or won't happen in your country. You know, Venezuela is going through it. Um, Cyprus and Turkey, even though it wasn't, you know, violence-based, it's economics-based. You know, if you had bank accounts in, in, in Cyprus, you know, if you were living in Cyprus, you're watching your life savings being confiscated by the government. Okay, and if you're in a high-tax Western country, um, I mean, it's it's like 90%, 100% of GDP is going to pay down the debt. In Japan, it's 200%. Okay, don't think that can't happen. Um, I mean, this is this is just a reality. Now, on the uh, violence side, you know, when I was in high school, made a trip to Mexico. Okay, wouldn't do that again. Some guys are over there, but uh, I wouldn't be. I watch a lot of that uh, cartel stuff, and uh, you know, those guys are just too hardcore, man. Um, but that only happened in the last ten years when they started escalating that drug war. Okay, and even like more serious. You know, if you were in Germany in the 1940s, you should have been out of there by the time that war hit. If Russia in the 1920s, you should have been out of there. North Korea in the 1950s, right? The people that were casualties of that, of that war, not to put blame on people, just should not have been in that country, okay? If you're in a country right now where you're kind of deciding, man, which way is it going to go? Is, is stuff going to pop off? Um, you know, maybe you're in the Middle East or maybe you're in Mexico, maybe you're in Venezuela. Get the F out of there, okay? Don't roll, don't bet your life. Don't roll the dice on 
maybe it won't, okay? Number 14, adventure. Picking up and moving your life without a safety net or a job waiting takes balls and is a definite adventure to an antidote to boredom. The biggest problem with being middle class in a Western country is it is so fucking boring, okay? Most people have never had a life or death experience. You know, they've, they've, you know, they're sitting in an office all day, not feeling alive, you know, from birth to death in that safety net, okay? And there's a lot of great things about, you know, safety and peacefulness and um, consistency, reliability, all that stuff. But boredom is not one of them, okay? And sometimes you have to remind yourself that you're fucking alive. Now, I'm not a big fan of these gap years or any of this other bullshit because I think you should be getting into your own business as soon as possible if you don't have one um, and sacrificing to do that. And then you don't need a fucking gap year. You can just move somewhere else and not have to go back and not have to cram everything into some crazy traveling schedule, okay? Adventure. It really is an adventure moving out and uh, exploring the world. Number 15 is freedoms, okay? On your adventure to Thailand, you can drop your stuff out at the hotel, walk a few doors down, rent a motorcycle with no license, no helmet, no <laughs> anything, okay? And drive it around the city, park it on the sidewalk, and no one gives a fuck. And you'll start to see how strong the control grids were um, in your home country. Now, again, there's benefits to that, okay? Driving here in Thailand is the fourth dangerous in the world. I'm actually going to retire my motorcycle once I go to the Philippines. Um, it is quite risky. That being said, you know, freedom's always more dangerous, but it, it is should, something that should be, I think, experienced. Um, and it's, it's, you, it's, it's hard to describe if you haven't been outside of your country or two, you know, countries that are vastly different, um, the experience with that, that freedom, it's so tangible, it's so real, it's so, you know, you feel like you can kind of do anything, okay? And that's a fun thing. So the idea behind all this stuff is called flag theory. It was, a, it was a, uh, originally developed by Harry Brown in the, in the 50s. Um, if you don't know who he is, search for him on my website. I did a, um, a big article on, on his, his book, which was a massive influence on me. It was popularized by Tim Ferriss, another big influence on me, as you can see, a revolutionary lifestyle design. He invented that term um, when he, you know, I think I was 25 when the book came out and the idea was you could just build an online business and go live in Southeast Asia. And that was around when like the movie, The Beach was out and it, and it stuck with me and I eventually did it, you know, eight years later or whatever it was. Um, just a revolutionary idea that you could do that. And perfected by uh, my man, Andrew Henderson of nomadcapitalist.com. That is the guy, that's my go-to guy on all this stuff. Um, and Andrew describes the five flags of freedom as number one, passport or citizenship in a country that does not tax non-resident income or control your actions. Number two, legal residence in a tax haven. Number three, business base and salary earning in a tax haven. Number four, offshore bank account. In a country with stable banking, number five, playgrounds where you spend your money, preferably with no sales tax or VAT. Okay. And 
all those things are all to the good, but it's not for everyone. Okay. Sad to say the first people I, you know, I would rule out. Okay. You got to be over 25. I've seen too many guys come out here and crash. Um, had one guy suicide, unfortunately, young guy actually had his own self-improvement blog. Um, very easy to get lost out here, very easy to blow through your money a lot faster, very easy to get in trouble with, get the wrong girl in your life. Um, you know, some guys are going to get in trouble with drugs and you know, crash your motorcycle. Um, you know, it's sunny every day. The beer is cheap. Real hard for a young guy to be disciplined and stay inside every single day and work hard. At least... That's what I see from the young guys coming out. That's why I say don't come out unless you're 25. Number two, upper middle income. This means for at least the last six months, you've had consistent income to put you in the upper middle class of your new country. For Asia, that's a, at least 2K a month. And I'd want to see you have number three, a solid uh, financial safety net. I'd want you to have at least 20 grand before you come out, which in Thailand, you know, we'll get to about a year. Ideally, though, I'd want you to have 100 grand. Okay, what what I tell everyone, you know, for you to be able to get comfortable, I I, I think it's 100 grand a year, and 100 grand in the bank before you you can really start to feel comfortable, and you should be grinding really hard till you get to that point. Um, number four, solid psychological foundation. No recent history of major depression or anxiety. It's not going to be the antidote, if anything. Once the high wears off of being out here and you're away from your family and friends and you could actually accelerate, um, you know, you falling into a depressed state. Now, depression is under your control. I don't believe in depression. Okay, I, I believe that you, you have control of your moods. Um, but if you've had a history of going into that pattern, you know, um, and you're young, it's not the place for you to be. Number five, you have to have a burning desire for business success. Most guys say it. Most guys talk the talk. Um, that when I tell them like, you know, do 250 cold calls a day, um, you know, sell for 12 hours a day, they're not willing to go that far. Okay. Or whatever their, their business is, you know, first year in business, do 15 hours work a day, real work, not research, um, to where you you can really get that money up. Most guys don't have that, uh, consistency, that discipline, at least 99%. Okay, so, but if you match all those requirements, um, world is yours. So, my experience, I've got a better quality of life in Chiang Mai than I did in Canada since I've been here. I left when I was 32. I'm 36, um, turning 37 in, in a few months. Uh, before that, I'd been to U.S., Mexico, nowhere else. Moved straight to Chiang Mai. Didn't look back. Been to Laos, been to Malaysia, been to Burma, Hong Kong, going to the Philippines. Um, had a blast, you know, outside of the fact that I'm, I'm a workaholic and, and force myself to work all the time. The actual experience of being out here, um, it's been a blast. It's also been that, that work effort has, has paid off for me significantly best decision that I made was, was coming out here. Cause my original plan was just keep stacking cash in Canada, then move to Arizona or something when I was 37, which would be this year. 
But the reality is, it's not easy, even as a Canadian, to get into America. Secondly, I would have been in Canada for longer than I needed to be, and I wouldn't have been able to work on my business full-time. And now I've, I've been able to start another business um, that's working. So none of those would have been possible while I was still working my sales job in Canada and doing my business on the side. Um, I mean, it, it's been the best, one of the best decisions that I made in my life. But you don't have to move to Asia, okay? If you're American, if I was American, I don't know if I'd, I would have left. I'd probably, like, if you're in New York where you're spending five grand a month, you can go to, like, a mid-sized town in Florida and probably pay the same that I do in Chiang Mai. Um, because I pay for, you know, I, I, most of the buildings aren't at a really high standard of living. So you pay extra for that. And I pay extra for the food delivery and the high quality Western food. Smaller mid-sized town in Florida, it's decent. You know, you can get a decent little condo. Um, no, uh, state tax there, you know, go from spending five grand a month to two grand a month. No problem. And, um, build your business up for there. Um, so my experience has been a tremendous positive. Okay. That being said, there's still a lot of frustrations and there's a lot of things that I should have done before I left that I'm still doing now. I've got a good handle on it, but, um, you know, there's taxes in your home country, taxes in your new country, incorporation, visas to permanent residencies to second citizenships, um, you know, getting tax IDs, getting bank accounts, getting a business incorporated and a business bank account, which is a, more of a fucking headache than you would believe. And deciding to use your personal tax ID versus your, your business tax ID. Um, a lot of countries, like if you want to get bank accounts in Australia or something, because they're safe banks, they're going to want to know where you pay taxes. They're going to want to see your tax ID. They're going to want to know your story. And you're going to have to, you know, do some explaining why you live in Malaysia, but you want accounts in Australia and, and you're, you've got a business in, you know, Hong Kong and Georgia. Okay. Um, this stuff is as complicated as anything I've ever researched. Um, and, and whenever you think you, you know something, you've got it, you'll find another little thing that you need to know. And it just goes on for what seems like forever. Okay. And most quote unquote digital nomads don't talk about taxes because one, they don't make any money except for the courses they sell to other wannabe nomads. And as you know, the way to get rich is not mining for gold. It's selling panhandles in the gold rush. Okay. And, um, number two, they don't pay taxes. All right. And I live in this, the, the quote unquote digital nomad capital of the world. Um, you don't want anything to do with that. I'll tell you that right now. Okay. You're not coming over here <coughs> as you're aspiring to be that you're coming over because you're an entrepreneur and you're going, you want to go where you're treated best, able to make the most money, highest quality of living, all that good stuff. Okay. So my advice is to go pro from the get go. The biggest mistake I made in the last five years wasn't going pro from day one. I promise you the structure, if you want to do everything right and get all your ducks in a row is more complicated than you think. I've been researching for at least five years now and I still keep learning new things and it's a nightmare of a labyrinth. Okay. Um, the last couple months on the tail end of doing this stuff for five years, you know, some days I was just doing 12 hours a day 
making sure that I've got the best options for myself and all the things that I need to know. Um, you know, when you pro when you go pro from the get go, you learn to get accounts with Citibank and HSBC before you leave your home country, right? So you're established with large international um, banks, okay? Because one of the things a lot of guys don't realize is you can't just go over somewhere and open a bank account. That's a that's a special thing. You can do that in Thailand on a language visa. Most countries, um, it's difficult. All right, you think well. Wait, I want to give these people money. What's the problem? Well, the problem is FATCA. The problem is CRS. The problem is the know your customer rules. Problem is uh, all the Western countries want to get reported back to, um, so that they can make sure they're getting all the taxes that they need. And it's gotten to the point where, you know, Hong Kong and Singapore, um, you can't even get into without two hundred grand, okay? Because you're too much of a hassle to deal with, especially if you're American. I mean, even if with the 200 grand deposit, they still might might not if, if you can't uh, cross all the I's and, and cross all the T's, dot your I's, okay? Um, you know, when you get a console, you learn that onshore is a new offshore. You learn that you probably want to pay a little tax to get a tax ID number so that you can get bank accounts in safe jurisdictions like Australia. And that you should tunnel into up-and-coming banking havens like Georgia before you you can't get in there five years from now, okay, where you can easily open a bank account, all right? Just like if you'd come to Singapore 15 years ago, you could have easily opened a bank account at HSBC or in Hong Kong. Now, very hard, all right? And you learn which residency programs are being phased out, and you learn that Cambodia doesn't have a double tax uh, treaty with Canada, uh, and a million other things that I guarantee that you don't know, all right? so. Here's the deal. If you make over 250 grand a year, get a consult with Andrew Henderson from Nomad Capitalist. He's been, uh, uh, you know, speaking with Andrew has been hugely beneficial to me. Okay. Um, but he is expensive. Okay. So it's for guys making over 250 grand a year. If you're Canadian like me, in addition to booking a plan with Andrew, book an email consult with Michael Atlas. He's fantastic. I asked him 167 questions and he answered all of them politely. Um, if you're not Canadian, consult with the best expats uh, lawyer in your country, okay? In addition to booking a call with Andrew, all right? You want to get a second opinion. You want to make sure that you've got everything, you know, in your country. You haven't missed anything um, and you want both of those things you know, I mean, maybe you do Andrew's thing first and then run it by your guy or vice versa. But um, I would do both. If you're not making six figures yet and you can't afford a consultation, just buy Andrew's book, Nomad Capitalist on Amazon. Links in the description and just read every article that he's written. He's got about 350 or 400 articles. And then read every written article that I've written on making money. I've got about 100 articles. Okay. And then buy consultation once you get your income up. But pay the money. All right. It could come down to saving you millions of dollars over a decade, not to not to mention um, you know being able to compound interest or compound reinvest that money into your business. All right, resources uh, in the article I got a ton of them here. Um, I'll put some in the description. Resources also in the cards in the YouTube video, and that's it. Summary is it's not for everyone, okay? But if you're gonna do it, go pro from the get go and. If you've got all those factors checked, I mean, 
massive, massive benefits in terms of happiness. Okay, it's not about the identity of an expat entrepreneur. It is about um, the idea of going where you're treated best and maximizing your happiness. And and you know that involves you know legally uh, minimizing your tax burden, GUI arbitraging your income, GUI arbitraging your sexual market value. You know, going from a cold country to a warm, sunny country, going from an unfriendly country to a friendly, uh, happy country, and on and on and on and on. Um, when you get your money right, okay, when you're able to set up a location, independent business, gives you a tremendous amount of options to increase the quality of your life. I'm speaking to someone who's who's done it, okay. By by no means the most successful person in the world, but but I'm but I've increased my happiness significantly. Um, and check out my man Andrew's site, nomadcapitalist.com. Tons of information on there, his YouTube channel too. And check out my uh, money section, revolutionarylifestyledesign.com forward slash money. Um, got a link, go get a consult with Andrew. You can also do coaching with me, um, revolutionarylifestyledesign.com forward slash coaching. All the links in the description in the cards, as well as in this specific article. Let me know if you have any questions, and as always, thank you so much for watching, listening, or however you're getting this content.